Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Okay. So, um, we are going to, me and Perry today have decided that we are going to, due to scheduling issues, do a back-to-back recording. So, hi, how are you again? Hey, I'm, I'm more tired than I was two weeks ago when we did our last intro, guys. Uh, it is now 12.42 a.m., but I have to power through this because... Um, next weekend, my in-laws are kind of coming to town and I like them a lot and I am looking forward to it, but I felt like it would be rude if I was just like, I'm going to leave you for two hours now. Goodbye. So I'm trying to do some of this ahead of time. Um, you know, the the normal, the normal life issues of, uh, you know, recording and all that. So yeah, if it sounds like, you know, similar tones or Perry sounds very tired. If I start getting real loopy here at the end, like just don't mind me. I, I made so. Shannon promise we wouldn't talk about a heavy topic today. Um, but before we s- jump into this, Shannon has some exciting, well, I guess that's not really news, but it's exciting. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, it, I mean, it's exciting to me. Yeah. So one thing that was really awesome is that where we are in the world, we have to follow restrictions by what is put out where we are, obviously. Not necessarily by Japan, but by, by the military. We follow the restrictions mm-hmm. based by them. And it was really awesome because recently they lifted the ban on tattoo shops. Ooh. And I love tattoos. And anyone who's ever seen my Instagram sees that I have various little pieces throughout my whole body. And that's one thing that me and Perry do that's a kind of, I think, become a tradition at this point. I think so. Yeah. We always get a tattoo together. Mm-hmm. And it's not matching. Disclaimer, not no. matching. You know, it's just it's just something we always do. And recently i don't even think last year when they did lift the ban for a very short stint i wasn't even able to get i was able to make an appointment but mm-hmm. i had to postpone it three different three or four different times because restrictions dropped back again because mm-hmm. we went from no cases for a while to like suddenly like hundreds it was it was t- absolutely terrifying and absolutely crazy all at the same time let me guess america is bringing it in right i it's one of those things I don't want to get into it, but I think because I, I know some people have turned this into a very political situation. But long story short, we went from having no cases to suddenly a bunch, and it was basically we went from like we saw light at the end of the tunnel. We we saw freedom, and then some wild parties were breaking out because people can't behave themselves, and out of nowhere we went from no cases to a lot of cases off base and on base. So they had to basically put us all in heavy lockdown, and we yeah. finally starting to pull those back now because we had you know we started we we'd start lifting and then the holidays happen and people don't right. listen and you know so forth and so forth i don't want to really get heavily into this negative topic right, but right. the long story short and the point of this is finally the restriction for tattoos got lifted and the first thing i did was contact all my tattoo people like i have two different artists i'm working with because the one i was mainly working with is no longer tattooing in his left island that's a whole other mm. conversation and so I, you know, obviously all these tattoo artists are like, oh, it must have been lifted because everyone is messaging us. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I end up putting money down for a cover up I've been really wanting, which we're actually going to cover this. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's actually this, how this like whole thing started, I feel like, is your cover up. Oh, cover-up. yeah. This, <laughs> this is actually how it all really started, how this topic even kind of spurred because like we talked in previous episode, I have planned out basically the year's worth of episodes for us. And on occasion, we feel the need to uh, change things around and add new topics because yeah. of more, um, more, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Let's, let's talk about your yeah, tattoo, we'll about though. It. Tell me, mm-hmm. paint me a word picture of this gorgeous tattoo you have. 
I ended up getting a, I don't want to say traditional, but I got a fox mask on my leg off to the, off to the side. And I really love it because I wanted to get something to represent my time in Japan, but I didn't want to get like your standard cherry blossoms or right. I guess I don't want to bash on koi because I almost got koi. <laughs> koi fish. Yeah. But I just wanted to get something interesting and I've always loved foxes and I, I started mm-hmm. reading a little bit more into like, and I just, I don't know, like foxes represent wisdom and, you know, I just, I wanted to get something that was just interesting and it's a, it looks like an awesome fox mask and I'm just, I don't know. Right. You know. What's funny is when I met Shannon, I guess, what is it, seven years? No. Seven years ago? Oh God. Yeah. At least, yeah, give or take, yeah. Yeah. Six, seven years ago. Six or seven years ago. She didn't have any tattoos. Nope. She was a tattoo virgin. And uh, and she yeah. had very long hair. And I had a pixie. Well, I was growing out a pixie cut, so it was basically a mullet is what I'm saying. I had a mullet. And now she has more tattoos than I do, which like, I don't have a crazy mm-hmm. amount. I feel like I'm a normal white girl amount of tattoos. Um, and, uh, and now her hair is shorter. It's growing out though. It looks real cute right now. Yeah. Um, but I think did... it just looks cute because of the headphones. Oh, is that what it is? I'm surprised you don't have like headphones with like kitty ears. I'm kind of surprised. I thought about those, but these are the ones that were a lot cheaper and easy to ship from Amazon. Cause you know, fair, I have fair, to buy fair. everything from Amazon to make sure it's shippable here. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. Let's talk about your first tattoo though, Shannon. All right, so I guess this is going to segue into our topic today. So yes. my very first yes. topic I got, it is a very, very small, probably like smaller than the pom it's very small, on my right ankle. And I got it with who I thought at the time was not only my best friend, but literally who I viewed as like almost like my older sister. We were friends for many, many years prior to this, and we kept on saying, oh my God, we should get a tattoo together because she's already, she already had a few. And she was like, we should just get one together. We should just do it. We should. And I had to go home due to a family emergency. And while we were back, because I was home for like a month and, you know, I was very lucky with the family emergency is that it started turning around for the better. You know, things were good. You know, things were, things were turning up. So I had free time on my hands. So we ended up going to an artist and got, I don't want to say um, basic, but a Pinterest special design. <laughs> yeah. The artist didn't design it. He literally basically took the picture we gave him. He printed it out, made it a stencil, slapped it on our legs, and moved from there. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where, for the longest time, it was, a, it was a big pride thing. Like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. It represents our friendship, you know. And mm-hmm. we'd always joke, like, oh, if things ever happen between us, it's not a big deal. It's a, it's a beach-themed tattoo. It's and they were identical, deal. right? Yeah, it's literally yeah. same, same. Like, it same, is same. the same thing on both of us. Just she has hers on the inside of her ankle, and I have mine on the outside of my ankle. Oh, okay. And, mind you, this happened what probably within the first year that yeah like six years ago yeah so i've had this is had this tattoo for a very long time and like i kind of hinted at the last episode very has very very stressful point in my life um she was getting married and you know cool happy for her and remind you i lived all the way in germany while she was getting married and i was supposed to be part of the wedding and of course you know bridezillas and groomzillas i'd probably say the situation definitely more of a groomzilla situation (laughs) yeah and Long story short, we got in a really, really nasty fight that I, in my personal opinion, was more one-sided than than the other. And mm-hmm. I think her side was fueled by a mutual friend that neither one of us really trusted at the time because she was very toxic. Yeah. And there's a reason why we stopped being friends with her. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was toxic. And then for some weird reason, she let her back into her little circle. So whatever. We're here now. And mm-hmm. I, ha- I, I remember talking to Perry about this saying, I will bet you this is not going to end well for me. Lo and behold... 
It did. I got kicked out of the wedding. It didn't end well. We were we were actually on a trip together. We were on we a girls' were. trip. We were. Yeah. And I can I tell what, you, I you finally were crying got a... on the side of the road because that didn't oh my happen. God. Okay, so we might as well spill all of the hot tea on me, especially. <laughs> well, one so, girl was puking on the side of the road, and she was like on which the was other not side, me. which was crappy. Oh and I'm just God. like, what's happening? And there's like another guy that's like trying to talk to me. I'm like, can you go away? I have a lot to balance right now. <laughs> so, like we say, we were literally on a girls' trip. Me, Perry, and two other women were on a girls' trip, and we were out and about that whole day. And then when I finally got back to the room, mind you, I didn't have a smartphone at the time. I literally had a phone that when I got on Wi-Fi, it would ping mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And I had this long, long message, and I was like, oh, you know, you, you know, it's like don't want to read it when it's that long. It's just like. Well, you, you know it's never good. It's never like, hey, man, how's your day situation? It's always a bad right, thing. Right. And I literally start reading it. Mind you, while we're in our hostel, like, we stayed at a hostel for this for this girl's trip mm-hmm. because it's cheaper. And I'm literally sitting there reading while we're trying to get ready to go out for our, our nighttime event. And she's being such a trooper. It. She is trying her best to be a trooper. <laughs> Remind you, I literally viewed her as, like, an older sister. Like, I yeah. literally viewed her as, like, my best friend she was my sister you know i really highly valued her like high respects thing and after i read this message basically her saying in a nutshell i'm the worst person in the world worst friend of the world i'm kicking you out of the wedding you're most selfish human being whatever whatever i literally don't even say anything i just walked up to perry and handed her my phone mm-hmm. and i'm just and like I go, <gasps> no <laughs> knowing the ramifications of how this is gonna go because i'm i'm a mess oh yeah I just go, let's not talk about this. Let's let's just let's let let's not let this interfere with our day or our mm-hmm. night, I should say. So I put my phone away. We go in our nightly event, we're having a good time. Long story short, um decisions were made, uh drinks were had, <laughs> and by the end of the night, um I French fries I remember, were ordered. <laughs> yeah, and it was really interesting because I was fine until I yet again I got on Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I checked my phone, and literally the mutual person that I said was removed from this group for reasons that she was toxic mm-hmm. did what she did best, mm. was stir the pot. Mm. Shot me the world's nastiest message, which, remind mm. you, my wounds are quite open and quite quite Yes, quite fresh. Yes. She decided to roll in. She decided to roll in with some salt and some mm. lemon. Mm. And didn't even bring tequila. Rude. Decided to pour it all into the wounds and rub it as hard as she could. Yeah. And I remember I stepped outside of where we were and I just sat down on the curb and just started ugly crying. So very, 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 very long story short, I'm not friends with this person. And remind you, like, we literally have each other blocked on what I thought was every social social media platform mm-hmm. because of the factor of that every time I've ever unblocked her just for, like, a minute to just, like... Maybe I could try to fix things. I could try right. to mend things. Because that's the way I you did. are. Just for the yeah. for the listeners, you're very much like, I want to mend this. Like you were telling me earlier, you like closure. You like keeping good relationships or, you know, you're very, like, people-oriented. And that's why you're a psychology major and that's why you want to help people. Is like you're very much No, I have like, an empathy problem, apparently. You have an empathy problem. Yes. Yeah. So, you know... It was really interesting. It's like, like I said, I thought I have her completely blocked and everything. And out of the blue, like, what was it? Not even two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was I, like two weeks I ago. I woke up, I woke up to um, a notification on my Instagram. So, of course, you know. Five, six, six years later. So, six years later. 
I'd probably Fast say forward. like four to five to be gen- four to five. It was 2017. We went on that girls' trip. I know that for a fact. Oh yeah. Okay. So four so, years later. Fast forward now. My dude, the last time I spoke to her was like two something years ago, which was literally a very quick Facebook message. I unblocked her for a short bit, and she literally sent me the world's nastiest message. Nice. And I pretty much decided to reblock her again because like, obviously never mind. she's she's <laughs> a child. So yeah. cool. Block. Cool. Done. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on with my day. <laughs> and I pretty much at that point realized there's no point of mending the relationship because she's clearly far too angry to be reasoned with. Fine. Yeah. Cool story. Let's move on. Out of nowhere, I woke up one morning to an Instagram notification. Cool, cool, cool. Press, you know, literally it's like Monday morning at like six o'clock in the morning. I click on it and I see her name. Liked a photo from 2018. <laughs> Let that just sink in. It's 2021? 21. Yeah. So clearly she was creeping. Oh, yeah. Really far back on my feed. And it wasn't even, like, a good picture. It was clearly she was just scrolling through and accidentally liked it. Uh-huh. So me being the person that I am, I sent her a message. Literally saying, hey, man, I noticed you liked a super old photo. How you doing? <laughs> within, within I think, five minutes of me sending that, she was online, saw it, uh-huh. didn't reply. Right, didn't reply because she, you know, I expected yeah. at least an answer back or an immediate block. Yeah. Because that's how we are. <laughs> Um, I noticed later that she removed the like, and now I have no access to her page, meaning she blocked me. Yeah. But, you know, behold, receipts are forever. Yes. Yes. You got those, because she sent me, Shannon sent me the screenshot, and she was like, do you want to see something funny? I'm like, yes. And then we started talking about, I'm like, do you want to do a podcast on friend breakups and toxic relationships? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like think about it honey so we decided to do this for you so thank you shannon's ex-best friend for the for being our muse today (laughs) the whole the whole sidebar about the whole tattoo thing is ironic because not even a week or two ago i put a deposit down on getting the cover-up for it yeah i know perry has some input on this topic and i know it's not just me who has a has an interesting perspective it's definitely every single, well, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say every single person. I would say most people in the world have like a friend breakup, but that's rough. And so I had a friend breakup a few years ago now. I won't, I won't get into specifics. Ago. It's been a few years. Ooh. Yeah. But the wounds like, are closed and healed. Oh, yeah, so quickly. Like it was so stupid because we had a really good friendship. Like it was really solid. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, we worked I won't together lie. Like, for let's... a while. Sorry, go ahead. I won't lie. As someone who was your, who I wouldn't say was, I'm still your best friend. At yeah. least like, consider we are. Yeah. I won't lie. There was definitely times I was envious of your friendship with her Aww. because of the simple factor of, I know, I'm really getting touchy-feely of this. <laughs> Shannon's a real emotional lady today. <laughs> what week is it? It's okay. <laughs> oh my <Just> God. <laughs> We're not going to make that joke. Feminists will kill me. They'll set you on fire. We're going to tell the church. <laughs> like I was saying, though, at times I was really envious of the friendship you two had because I knew there's no way to top a um, a co-worker relationship, especially right. if you end up finding that one person that you vibe with really well. Yeah. You become like BFF gels with them. Yeah. There's, it's very hard to compete with that. And there was definitely times I was really envious and be like, Oh, I wish I worked there so I could be part of that. <laughs> that's, that's also my crazy insecurities, though. Oh, okay, well, 
At least you know that. <laughs> At least you know it's just, it's not you. It was personal. But yeah, no, so we worked together for a while. And then um, she ended up going to like a different department. And then I actually ended up working with her husband. And let's just say he did less than he should be doing. Yeah, he just he just didn't pull his weight, which which happens. Yeah. We all we've all have had that coworker that just basically checks in, does yeah. the bare minimum, and checks and out, it was, and that happens. But it sucks well, for everybody else around them. Honestly, it was to the point that it would be closing, and I would like couldn't find him for forty minutes. Yeah. And I so I I told my our manager, and I was like, listen, I don't think this is fair, and I did not ex- I did not foresee this reaction. At all, but my my best, you know, one of my best friends that I work like, well, my coworker is still like best friend though. She freaked out, like freaked out so badly, yeah. like I didn't see it coming. Like I was shocked. Like I came into work the next day, and we had this like poster board of like all these pictures of us together. Because I mean, we would like hang out and like do things together, and it was like us and all of our friends, all our coworkers, like Halloween parties, and this big like cute poster board that we hung up ourselves, like we decorated the offices of ourselves. And she literally, I, sh- I wish I was making this up. She literally cut herself out of all of the pictures. A grown a woman who pays taxes cut herself out of pictures and threw them away and like left all my pictures on the ground. And I put the pictures back up because <laughs> I liked them. Because <laughs> you look great in the messy issue. You I look did. Great. Shannon was in most of them. So I was like, eh, it's not my problem. She don't want me in the picture no more. And she, like, literally wouldn't speak to me. Like, she would sometimes call where we were working to, like, speak to her, her husband. And if he, I picked up the phone, because, like, I had no way of knowing who was calling. If I picked up the phone and not him, like, she would literally just, like, take a beat and then hang up and, like, call again. I'd be like, hey, it's your wife. Or, like, one time, I think she was driving him home, so she was just, like, in the area. And I was like, hey, I'm closing down. Like, are you done in here? Because I need to turn the lights off. And she didn't even acknowledge I spoke to her, so I just turned the lights off on her. I was like, all right. You don't want to talk to me? You don't want me an adult? Oy. Goodbye. It's... And, like, people really, a lot of people really encouraged me to make amends. And I think Shannon even encouraged me to make amends uh, and other co-workers and stuff. And what's funny was, like, me and her husband, like, we were kind of okay. Like, he didn't freak out. He was like, kind of wish you didn't say that. And I was like, kind of wish you wouldn't leave me alone for 40 minutes. Um, but, like, we were kind yeah, of okay. I think you two had an understanding about it. Yeah, because he knew what he did. He was taking more personal responsibility. I guess her problem was she thought I was trying to, like, sabotage his career. And I was like, I literally, I'm just trying to get him not to sabotage mine. Like, okay. But she never spoke to me about it. She just freaked out and, like, never spoke to me again. She did end up apologizing right before we PCS. And she, But that was you know, how long afterwards? Oh, that was, like, what, a year plus? Probably. And, and by that point, you were already done with it. Oh, yeah, so over it. But she apologized for... Basically not her actions, but how things ended. And I also apologize not for my actions, but how things ended. And that's kind of the best it's ever going to be. It was very strained and awkward. But um, yeah, that was it. But I think kind of like the big difference here, though, is, I mean, again, I wouldn't say it was a toxic friendship to begin with. It obviously just ended terribly. But I have no problem cutting people off. I did not try to unblock her. I did not try to reach out. I did not try to do anything. I was just like, this isn't her problem. <laughs> and if she had re- reached out to me, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what I would have done. It probably would have been like, okay, whatever. But um, 
that's like a big difference between Shannon and I is she's a talk it out lady and I'm a cut him off never again does it bother me I think it's honestly from moving around so much I'm just so used to not maintaining relationships I'm just like ah you want to be that way okay bye (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's just like I think it's just how we both also deal with things like I I know I have that issue where I like closure for a Mm -hmm. lot of things and I know in more recent years I have learned that you can't expect people to have expectations you have set secretly for them if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. And I want, I wanted to put a disclaimer that neither one of these people that we're talking about are, in the beginning, were toxic at all. Like, they're both people that yeah. we highly admired. We thought were awesome. And then things just turn south. And, like, you sometimes don't realize things have turned south until you're already, like, you know, six feet deep in. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? Why this why this, why this happen, you know? Yeah. You just kind of go from there. Yeah, like, for me, it was so and, out of left field. Like, you kind of yeah. expected it because things were spiraling. Yeah, I knew it was coming once that one mutual friend got involved because I yeah. knew she was not going to. I well, I mean, I should just say it. she wanted to be a bridesmaid for the wedding. <laughs> That's so stupid. And she, <laughs> and she, for some reason, thought if she just simply got me kicked out, she would be able to take my position. And the funny thing is, I think what I even said to her was, "Fine, if you want to have my position as a bridesmaid, that's peachy keen. You can have it. I'll even ship you the dress." Yeah, yeah, and. You know, obviously you get to the point in a relationship, if you're smart, to realize, I shouldn't say smart, but you realize that, you know, it's it's going south and you need to, A, decide what you're going to do. And mm-hmm. I know not everyone has the foresight to realize what a toxic friendship looks like. And I know in the last couple of years, I've definitely dealt with people that, as I would say to some people later on, was you don't realize how toxic someone is until you remove the rose color glasses and you yeah. finally see all the flags that you thought were pretty and pink and whatever color mm-hmm. are actually red like Bright blood red, red. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and For sure. here's some interesting things that you should look at when you're trying to reevaluate a friendship i'm not saying you should do this with every single one of your friends but if you're starting to get like an off-kilter feeling mm-hmm. think back to this and this is We're talking specifically about friendships, but this goes the same for romantic relationships and family members. Just this is is all the humans encompassing list. Yes, hundred percent. So the first is gaslighting, which if you don't know what it is, uh, gaslighting is basically like if you come to somebody and you say it hurts my feelings when you park your car behind my car in the driveway. It's really a concern of you. And they go, well, you know, it's your fault that you park here when you know that you should have been parking over there to begin with. And if you didn't have to get this car and park it over here, it's basically when they like turn it back on you and they make it your fault instead of their fault. They, it's essentially them not taking responsibility for the action and, and making you feel like it was your fault or you're crazy. Yeah. Which also is like lying is another big one. And sometimes lying is harder to spot until it all comes crashing down like I had a um I can't diagnostically say that he was a um what's that word pathological liar but I'm pretty sure my high school boyfriend was a pathological liar and like right before we broke up I actually met with I'm not gonna get into it but somebody that that knew his real history and basically told me all these truths and I was like he literally lied about everything like stuff that didn't matter you lied about for no reason like, there's no reason to say that. Like, he would lie about cars he rode in. I'm like, first of all, there's no Corvettes in Maine. 
Second of all, I don't care. Like, why would you tell me that? I don't know. It was so dumb. It's always interesting, like, years later looking back on bad relationships. Yeah. So I tell this to myself a lot. Like, when people wrong me, it's like a lot of people will feel ashamed if they are really good to somebody and they keep taking advantage of them. They'll feel stupid. They'll feel ashamed of it. It's like, honestly, you giving another chance says more about your character than what they did to you. That says about their own character. And that's all you can control is, you know, how you act and how you respond. So whatever. It's true. Another thing you can look out for is guilt tripping. Um, that could definitely be seen as a very manipulative thing to do is like guilt tripping into spending more time with them or getting you into not spending time with other people that you have val- you value their time. Yeah. You know, it could be like a friend who's like, ew, why are you going to go like, you know, spend time with your family or go have dinner with your parents when you can, you know, go out to the bar with me or what- whatever it may be. And, like, I mean, it could even be as extreme as if you don't spend your time with me or if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Like, big red flag. That's That's guilt tripping. That's that's a massive. Or it could be so small as, um, let's say, like, Shannon and and her friend got matching tattoos. If she came back and I went, well, why didn't we get matching tattoos? Why, like, we should have got, like, why did you go do that? Like, that would have been me guilt tripping. Shannon, which would yeah. have been very like, wrong. Like, why, why, why was I not a part of this? I thought I was your best friend. Like, that kind of mentality. Yeah. Which is also part of narcissism, which is like, oh yes. my gosh. Ha- spending time with a narcissistic personality, that is exhausting. It's when everything revolves around them. Like, even your actions revolve around them. And all conversations revolve around them. And it's never about you. And, that's, and that can lead to one-sided relationships, right, Shannon? Almost definitely. And that's definitely something you got to watch out for when it turns into basically it's them, 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 only about them. And if it's not about them, it shouldn't be about them. It needs to be back to them. And they'll even like snap at you if you try to make it about you. Yeah. Which, you know, and this all can fall back into how this could be super draining. Like when you find yourself after you're not spending the time with that person, like drop them off at their house and you just sit down and go, oh, like you feel drained. That's something I think like you even said in a past episode can almost be seen as like a Mental vampires. Yeah. Yes. This could be seen as that. They are very draining. They make you unhappy after Mm -hmm. spending time with them. They just make you They make you tired. Yeah. Yes. You know, that could roll into bad self-esteem because you end up start getting really, really bad negative thoughts about yourself. And if you are ever with someone, friend, romantic interest, parent, family member, that makes you feel that way, they're not people you should have in your life. I mean, that could even roll back into, like, trust issues. Like, these friends, these these bad mm-hmm. friendships or bad relationships can cause trust issues later down the road for yourself. Or even you don't end up trusting them anymore because you've caught, like Perry was said, catch them in lies. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even tr- just trust issues with that individual person, but, I mean, it can lead to long-lasting trust issues with future friends that... Like, the mean girls thing of, like, oh, my God, I love your top. But, like, when she says that, that actually means she hates it. So it can be in the yeah. future harder for you to, like, believe an actual compliment going oh, forward. Oh, yeah. It, it makes it very hard. Yeah. Regard- like, regardless of who it's coming from. These are the same kind of people. Another toxic trait is, like, they'll give you bad advice on purpose. And they'll lie to you on purpose because it makes them feel better about themselves. Well, it makes them look better, too. Right, like that, like maybe you're wearing a horizontal striped, you know, bodysuit, and I could not wear a horizontal striped bodysuit. And oh, they go, "Oh my gosh, you look so fierce in that. You should definitely wear that." Like, and then no, I and then you go out to the bar, and then everyone goes, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so stuff like that, and 
Another thing that Shannon mentioned is, well, not mentioned, but she told me before we started recording is, um, is like when you're embarrassed by your friend's behavior out in public, you know, that could be some of it. And I feel like you kind of start becoming more embarrassed and being more aware of that behavior the further you step back from it. You know, let's say you see them behaving that way in public to other people, you might be mortified and you might even feel like yeah. this is my problem and it's on me, right? Well, yeah, it's guilty by association. And I think like that's my issue is like if you are out with someone and they're behaving like a total tool, that reflects back back on you, especially if you're on base. For sure. You're mm-hmm. the reason why they, they yelled at the waitress or something stupid like that. Or that they, you know, yelled at a kid for no reason. Cause... I mean, I've yelled at a kid before. But to be fair, it was in a Star Wars movie at the movie theater. And he was being really annoying. And I was trying to have a moment. And his parent was not hushing him. So I, I said, can you shut up? And he did. So it worked. I feel like there's a time and a place, though. If, like, if you are to the point where you're like, oh, my God, I can't do the same. When you tell someone, like, hey, man, knock it off. You're allowed to react to things. Yeah. You know? And one thing, like, we talked about how sometimes after spending time with them you feel drained you feel just like that uneasy feeling something else to look for is like feeling off off balance feeling like or that your time is being sucked in by them you're not spending every single hour with them like it just you know it's going to turn into an altercation i feel like i have a thousand stories of people i've friended that ended up being total messy people Mm -hmm. and you know i had someone that i was friends with who got upset because they did something really really wrong I called him out on it. I try to remember, like, you can't fix something if you don't know if you did something wrong. Right. So it's important to tell someone, hey, man, I didn't like how you behaved. You know, it bothered me. And if you don't tell them, you can't, ex- it's like, it's like holding people to expectations that you set for them without telling them. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong of you to do that. Mm-hmm. So you have to tell people when they do something stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had someone do something that I did not like. And I told them, like, hey, man, that was not cool. Why'd you do that? And they definitely gaslighted. They definitely was like, ah, it's not the big deal. Oh, no worries. Oh, it's fixed. Oh. No, there's more repercussions than you realize because you did something stupid. But whatever, we move on. And it's funny because now I look back at it, it was it was a really obvious red flag. But I'm I'm dumb. <laughs> and well, you're not dumb. You just like to see the good in people. That's honestly what it is. I try to. I yeah. try to because it's funny because I've, I've been so the outsider before. Grumpy sometimes. <laughs> it's just funny to me that like you like to see the good in people so much, and yet you're always like, I hate people. Okay. I. <laughs> I think what it is is that I like to give off a very grumpy outer shell, but on the inside, I'm a very squishy, like, yes, very squishy yeah. creature. For sure. Once you take off the rose-colored glasses, you start seeing all of these misbehaviors, so you mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to do with this, and that's literally going to go into our next part of this, of what do you do in that situation? Once, right. once the rose-colored glasses come off, what do you do? And um, I found this extremely helpful article prior to starting this, um, that I, we're going to put in the show notes. I think it was a really good read. It's a fairly quick read, so it's maybe a couple minutes, but it has a lot of good breakdowns of everything we're talking about. And it's about, like, towards the end of the article, it talks about what should you do once you realize you're in a toxic relationship. Once you kind of have the epiphany moment where the rose-colored glasses come off and you go, oh, that's not, like, pink flags. Those are blood red flags. And, yeah. oh, God, I am in a mine. I'm in a minefield. What do I do now? Yeah. And... You know, you have two options. The route that I normally like to take, which is talking it out and try to come to some form of conclusion, even if it means you come to the conclusion you can't be friends again, or you come to the conclusion of we can move on from here. Mm -hmm. Or you have Perry's route of doing things. Which is just never speak to them again. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you cut them off. Yeah. And like I said, I'm one of those people that I like to talk it out. And one thing that was really nice about this article is that they break down what can you do if you want to make this this um if you want to make this this decision is do you want to talk it out and how can you do this in the most tactical mature way of doing things mm-hmm. and there's a couple of different things you could do which is you need you can when you talk to them you know pick a location that's possible i would suggest mutual like some from a neutral territory mm-hmm. you know because you might want to just make sure it's in a safe area. I don't want to say they're going to get violent. I don't want to put that out there. But, you know, it's good to just kind of find a mutual location. Yeah. And one thing you want to use is um, I statements. Like, I feel this way because you did this. You know, it's, it's, I shouldn't say you did this. You you would say, like, I feel this way after, you know, this you happened. left me behind. Yeah. Yeah, this happened. Yeah. Because you've got to kind of watch how you place your words so it doesn't come off attacking. But mm-hmm. it comes off in a way you want to express your feelings without feeling like you're attacking them and then from there you kind of put the ball back in their court of how they want to handle this from here on out Mm -hmm. and you know some people might react going like well yeah you're dumb that's why you felt that way or they're gonna go oh geez i didn't realize i made you feel that poorly about yourself or oh geez i didn't realize i made you that upset when i did x Mm -hmm. and you know and another thing you want to do after you have this discussion is set healthy boundaries and this is something i I've had to work at for many, many years at this point. And, you know, like I, like I've said before, I am starting to go, I started going to therapy in the last month or two to start weeding out all my issues from everything that happened last year to me. And one of the things I did talk about was how I've had really messy friend breakups because I'm really lucky. I married young, so I didn't have to deal with the messiness of dating too many, too many frogs before I met my prince. Right. Right. And I feel like I kind of dealt with the messy breakups with more friends than anything. Yeah. And I feel like Well, and I think like as military spouses, that's kinda like in the in the boat we're all in, honestly. Yes. Is is that. And that's something she did point out. Because she, mm-hmm. you know, I got I I deal I I met her through military and all that. And yeah. um she did say she's like, when you're a military spouse, you almost speed date when it comes to friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And there's you're gonna meet people that you just you might click a right away, but then you go on that first date and go Ooh, yeah. uh, n- nope, nope, that's a hard pass. And what's interesting is what I've noticed about myself is, like, when we were in Germany, every new person that came in, I was like, okay, let's invite them out, let's show them around, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're still, like, in, you know, the hotel, let's bring them out, da 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 and, I mean, out of all those people, like, two spouses? Maybe stop, yeah. Yeah, two, I mean, there's people, like, I'm not on bad terms with them, I just don't, like, talk to them no. on regular. But, like, it was yeah. mostly people I worked with are, like, active duty that I still talk to. But yeah. now that I'm here, I was so selective. And I'm still very selective. Like, when I see people who are like, oh, like, I need friends. I want to hang out. Like, I very quickly will make decisions. And it's very judgmental. Like, if I see somebody that's like, I'm 18 and we just moved here. I'm like, I don't. We're in different phases of life. I wish nothing for the best of you. If you're in an emergency, you can let me know. But this is not, I, this is not going to be helpful to you. You need another 18-year-old that's figuring life out, you know. Or if it's, yeah. like, somebody that's, you know, specifically asking for mommy and me dates. Like, I just won't reach out because I'm, like, there's, this is not what you need. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely more picky. There was actually one person that was, like, we are talking about dogs. Like, they wanted to go on, like, a dog walk. And I noticed that we had a mutual friend. So I asked my mutual friend first. I was, like, tell me about this human being. 
and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, this person's prior military and da-da-da, and I don't really remember them specifically, but they weren't a troublemaker. I'm like, okay, that's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's kind of smart, because you've kind of started to, like, vet people, lack of better words. Yeah, I set, well, I'm setting, like, boundaries for myself. Like, I don't just accept everyone and then have to deal with the consequences of the crazy. Like, no, like, I have a career. Like, I have a husband, and I have a family, and I have, like, things I need to worry about first i'm not gonna just take everybody off the streets now (laughs) no no i I definitely found myself i don't i don't jump to do that anymore like i like you know like you said like i know i definitely was for sure like oh you're new come with me now i don't find myself doing that as much anymore because i just feel like i don't have the mental right like space to add more to my plate and I feel bad because I remember when I first got somewhere, it meant a lot when someone goes, hey, man, I know you're new. I've been here a hot minute. Let me show you around. But, like, I just don't think I'm that person anymore to do that because yeah. I work full time. And that's another thing is that it turns into you have to find people that mesh well with you. Yes. Yeah. You know, are they someone that's around your age group that doesn't have kids? Are they around your age group with, like, five kids? Right. You know, right there alone, you're going to make the decision. Do you want to have another friend with more kids? Or do you want to have a friend with no kids? And this is nothing towards any moms. Like, I have, I have, this morning I had coffee with a friend of mine who has two amazing kids. I love her kids so much. And I love her. And, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I made the decision and she made the decision for us to not only become friends, but stay friends. Because, you know, we flew in together and Mm -hmm. we'll be flying out most likely together. Right. But, you you know, know, at the same time, if you needed her in an emergency, she could not drop everything and be there for you. So it's, yeah. you know, it's not like an even relationship where, like, I feel like moms really bond together because they have that, I'll watch your kids, you watch my, like, he, they, you know, it's just I about mean, your it's been community. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's been really nice because, like, she has actually been that person that, like, you know, it was funny because I think we've joked about this in the past that, like, you barely know someone and they become your emergency contact. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. it's funny because I think, I knew her for less than six months. She's like, hey, man, do you mind if I put you down for emergency contact for my kids? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I trust you to do that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I love your kids. Yeah. And I think it was like two months ago, I ended up shooting her a message. I'm like, hey, man, can I have your actual cell phone number? Because I always contact you off of Facebook to make you my emergency contact. If, like, mm-hmm. for some weird reason, my husband's away and, right. like, something happens to me, they can get a hold of you. And she's like, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. vice versa kind of thing. For sure. Like, but, one of my closest friends here, I have two close friends. Um, they're, I mean... One of them is about to be a military spouse, and one of them is about to not be, not because she's getting divorced, but because she will then be the one with the dependent. Um, mm. <laughs> but um, he's going to Roles out, will be but, swapping. Right, exactly. Uh, but, so yeah, so but one of my good friends, I mean, she has a key to my house, and I am, like, mm-hmm. one of the only other people that are allowed to pick up her kids from school. You know, and it's yeah, just kind of like... she's my friend that has a key to my house. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you just form these these relationships. It's very strange. Those are some very nice non-toxic relationships, though, when you guys can yes. meet each other and balance each other out. And, you know, and then, like, tonight we all went out and we got dinner together and they got a sitter. And they make the time for me, which I feel like not everybody, not just moms, but, like, other people, like, will not make the time for you, like, the, like where you need, so... That's what I really appreciate about her. Yeah, It definitely, it definitely means something. And like, you know, I I guess it's like, obviously we want to shine some positive light on this whole conversation because I know this is more of a very um, (laughs) venti, tea spilling situation. I do have nice things to say because, you know, like Shannon was saying, um, the other opportunity, like option with a toxic relationship is to just 
cut it off. And me and my best friend growing up, like, I mean, I literally mean, like, from two years old, like, forever, we stopped talking. Like, she did something, I did something, I don't know. It was one of those really stupid things. We're, like, 18. Like, it was just really dumb. And she said something nasty, or I said something nasty, and I cut her off. And three years later, she sent me a message, and she was like, hey, I don't know if you want to hear this, but I'm sorry, I was being stupid, and I don't even know why this happened, and, you know, I value your friendship. And we were able to talk it out, and, like, we're, our relationship is probably better than it's ever been, even though we don't live near each other, and we have completely separate lives. I cut her off, but we were able to resolve it at a later time, and, like, I thank God for it. Well, I mean, you guys are also, like, this is one thing that people need to remember, is that when you look back at a situation, you go, ooh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, yeah. the situation was bad on their side, but I shouldn't have put gasoline on the fire. Right. You know, because I, exactly. I know I can be extremely petty. And just recognize that some of those toxic traits could belong to you. Maybe yeah. not all of them. Maybe it doesn't mean you're an absolutely toxic person. But, like, I can hold a grudge. And my husband tells me this all the time. I need, yeah. I need to let it go. And it's like, that's my toxic trait. Shannon can be really petty. <laughs> I would say that if I be a little, toxic little Tom petty trait. Over here. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know. Sometimes, like I, I mean, say, no, one, just cut no one's off, perfect. But no, nobody's perfect. And sometimes relationships can be repaired when you both have the mental, like, maturity to do that. And sometimes they're not worth it. And you never need to have repaired them. I know there's someone that we both mutually knew at our last location. She was kind of in a weird spot because when they got to the location, their marriage was already kind of on the rocks. You know, there's no tea here because they're divorced at this point. I started to realize that their marriage was not getting better when she started spending more time at my house opposed to her own. Mm-hmm. Like, would literally come over and would drink and fall asleep on my couch and just yeah. the night. Yeah. And which I have no problem. I've always offered two friends. I've been in situations where if you get a fight with your husband, instead of worrying about like you not being safe, tell me, come, come stay yeah. on my couch. You know, I'd rather have you be safe in those situations. And like the, the, I don't think the relationship was abusive at all. Not at all. But you know, she, she did the avoiding thing. She was like, I don't want to be home. I'd rather just be somewhere else. So she would crash mm-hmm. at my house a lot. And after a very um, interesting Christmas party, let's put it that, <laughs> everything finally came to a head. At that point, me and her were friends for quite some time. Me, you know, she had a lot of her stuff at my house. My goodness gracious, she had mm-hmm. so much stuff at my house. Because she was, sl- I, I don't want to say so slowly moving in, but she was <laughs> leaving stuff here and there. Yeah. And I remember one morning I said to her, hey, man, if we're not going to be friends anymore because it looks like you're kind of moving on with your life, you need to come and get your stuff. I have it all in the box for you. If you don't even want to see my face, I'll put it out, out on the porch. Like, trying to be mature about it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come and get it sometime. I remember I got a message from her at like six o'clock in the morning. It was really, really stupid early in the morning. Yeah. And I remember she shot me a message like, butt crack at dawn. Like the sun wasn't even up. I remember it was still dark out. Mm-hmm. And she came up to my house, shot me a message like, hey man, you awake. I want to come over and grab my stuff. I'm like, who does it at this early in the morning? But whatever. Yeah. I remember she came in because she had pastries with her. Oh. She's smart. You know, yeah, feed yeah, me. Yeah, feed yeah, me, yeah. You know? For sure, for sure. And I remember she, she put him down on the table. And one thing that she said to me was like, you know, thank you for blah, 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 blah. But one thing she also said to me was like, you know, sometimes you you have a friendship for a period of time if it's long or short. But sometimes you end up outgrowing the friendship when it happens. Like, it's basically that person was only meant to be in your life for a short bit or they're meant Absolutely. to be in your life for the rest of your life. And that's not bad. It's not a failure if no. it's short. Yeah. No. And that's why, like, I feel like it was a mutual closure because we both realized 
due to the ending of her marriage, she was moving on with her life. Yeah. And she came and got her stuff. We talked about it for maybe 15 minutes, and then she left. And, like, from there on, I don't think I ever really saw her after that point. Once at a blue moon, I think I'd see something on Facebook, but she's not very active on, on like, any form of social media, mm-hmm. at least that I've seen. And, you know, I wish her well. I, I'm pretty sure she's, you know, happier than ever now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wish her well. And I think sometimes friendships can come to a, a, a nice, happy closure or a nice, happy bow. Or you can cut it off and move on and just know, you know what, sometimes you outgrow a friendship. Or sometimes the relationship was not meant to last forever. Yes. And that's something that I will have to say thank you for, for that piece of wisdom. Because it's helped me move on with a lot of stupidity yeah. <laughs> in the last couple of years. And I think also people. the different people that come into your lives teach you things. Whether mm-hmm. it's a positive lesson or a negative, but it helps you better, like, it helps you in your relationships going forward. So maybe you meet somebody that has those same traits later on, and you can recognize it. Or maybe yeah. they teach you something about yourself, like something you need to work on, you know? Because sometimes, you know, a friendship ends, like, it is your fault, and you need to do some inward reflection, and you need to take steps to not do that again even if it's not necessarily with that person but with other friendships going forward so i think yeah, that it's, it's being not in someone's life is not a waste entirely yeah I, I definitely think like as long as you can take something from every single thing and like everything in your life bring it back to something like if you can learn something from every experience negative or positive it it, it can have some form of positive yeah and like i have definitely learned over the years from friendship breakups from just friendships in general that, yeah, you know, I'm not always the best person all the time. Yeah, sometimes I'm a needy person. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I mm-hmm. do X. And I've yeah. learned, I, I probably shouldn't do that because it kind of makes me, you know, not an appealable person at times. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's where I'm really thankful for, you know, starting therapy and uh, yeah. being I'm able actually, to start dealing with these things. I'm not in therapy yet, but I'm going to be. I think 2020 just really did a number on everybody. Just get mental help. It's mm-hmm. fine. Everybody get a therapist. It's free. Tricare. Hey. Um, but yeah, so I actually, like, I got all signed up and ready to go to one. And then she was like, oh, BT dubs, I don't take Tricare. I'm like, why didn't? Okay. So, but anyways, now I found one that what? is in my network. She's, like, just not in my specific network. I don't know. But anyway, so I found I another one. It's weird. I don't I need to actually make the time to do that but like I know they're gonna have a big survey like tell me about your childhood and I'm just like too tired um, to do that <laughs> some sometimes like I know the person I'm currently seeing she didn't do that with me she just basically sat me down and goes so what what brings you here kind of thing like what what do you want to unpack yeah and I flat out said I need to go over the trauma I dealt with last year because I don't want to carry this trauma with me for the rest of my life I want to move right. on Right. And obviously that has segued into multiple other things oh, yeah. of, you know, trust issues and probably, I'd probably at one point, probably daddy issues at one point. Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has a little and, daddy issues. I mean, yeah, I guess the takeaway from this is be wise of the people you put around you. I'm thankful for the people I have in my circle. I mean, I'm lucky for the people I have still in my circle. Absolutely. And, you know, it's sometimes okay to let people. Is there anything you would probably say for, uh, finishing statements I guess that I think that sums it up I mean obviously we're not psychologists so like I mean Shannon almost is I'm not I'm an accountant no I'm not licensed. so <laughs> no, I'm not licensed you know take take what we say with a tablespoon of salt but uh yeah I think that's it um so Shannon let's talk about our NMRs what have you been watching on tv 
that you can recommend. Ooh. Okay. So currently, Schitt's Creek. Oh, yes. Oh, so good. I love that show so much. Just watch it. Do yourself a favor. It is so It takes a few episodes. It takes three episodes because it's weird at first. So is there anything that you've been watching? Um, I just watched, there's a Netflix special called, oh, what was it called? Something in Firefly Lane. Did you watch Firefly Lane? I have not watched yet, and it's okay. on my list to watch because I like yes. sand chalk. That's the chick from Scrubs, right? Yes. Yeah. It's from her Scrubs. and Catherine Heigl, and it's just like this beautiful, like, coming-of-age movie. Ooh. It doesn't go in a linear timeline. It's like their whole friendship from childhood until they're, like, in their 40s. That was really good. And then um, if you need another comfort show, like Shit's Creek, New Girl is always, that's my go-to yeah. if I need a comfort show, so... That's a yeah, good one. That's definitely a good one. Um, I think another one I kind of been watching that's more kind of in the background because I got um Discovery Plus for streaming. Because mm-hmm. we can only you get watch ninety day fiance. No, it's on the list. You're gonna laugh. <laughs> You're gonna just just laugh at me now. I've been watching Thousand Pound Sisters. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I the best way I could describe this if you haven't watched this, it's as if you took Six Hundred Pound Life, like the drama from that, and you took Times Honey Boo Boo. And just smashed oh it together and put it in the microwave for five minutes and watched what happened. Like, okay. I feel like that's basically the show in a nutshell. Okay, if you yeah. like that, then you have to watch 90 Day Fiance. That is I, my... It's on my list. It's on my list. You, I need you to watch it soon and tell me about your journey as you go through it. Because I have so many thoughts and things to say, but nobody else I know watches it. So I have okay. no one to talk to about it. I will put out my high list to watch instead of a low list to watch. Okay, watch Firefly Lane first because it's short. Okay. It's like eight episodes or something. Oh, okay. and then And then do that because it's... And there's 90 Day Fiance. But wait, hang on. Before you... Don't start at season one. Start at 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days because that will hook you in. Okay, okay. I was actually okay. going to ask you off air how to... Where do I even start because... No. That's one of the reasons why I haven't for started. for everybody... Start with the season with Darcy and Jesse. That's the best season okay. to start with. All right. Okay. We'll definitely okay. dive into it. Great. So I know we've run a little long and it's like probably three o'clock in the morning for Perry. It's two. So I want to say thank you. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like and leave a review below on the episode. Follow us on Instagram at PS We Have Orders Podcast. This is a great place to leave comments and any ideas for future episodes. We would love your feedback as well. Thank you again for listening. We look forward to seeing everybody in their comment section on Instagram. Thank you.